Shut up, 
Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to pray, to stand in the gap for our nations, for our leaders, and to demand a change that aligns with your perfect will for us across the world. Your word says, if two or more of us we agree concerning anything, it will be done by our Father in heaven. We declare that all of our leaders, everyone in a place of power and of authority, walks in the wisdom of your spirit, making only decisions that favor your righteous cause, decisions that better the lot of humanity. Thank you, Lord. We pray against unjust laws that are passed into nations. We pray, oh God, that the eyes of our leaders are open, open to the deception in the world at this time. And they will uphold the truth like never before. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we also pray, O oh God, for our loved ones who are yet to be saved. We use them as a point of contact to all men yet to receive salvation. And we pray, O oh God, that the wind of salvation we sweep through the world and touch every man, every soul, every home, every house every street, every town, every village, every island. Spreading across the world as the waters cover the sea. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'd like to welcome you all once again to today's devotion. It's a beautiful thing to get your day started with the Lord, to hear his word for you for the day. And most beautiful to fellowship with him. Today is Monday, 5th of April, 2021. And the title of today's devotional is Operating the God Kind of Faith. Romans 4, 17, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Faith is a principle by which we live in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17. And the faith we've been given is the God kind of faith. You can apply it as God did throughout the scriptures and be guaranteed the same results. The Bible says by faith, he framed the cosmos, the worlds, Hebrews 11 and verse three. 
No wonder Jesus averred in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. Several translations read, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith, the supernatural faith that God operates. We read about it in our opening verse. He calls things that are not as though they were seeing the unseen. By the spoken word, you bring into physical manifestation things which are not perceptible to the senses. What about things that are already there, but you don't want? The Bible says, and these things of the world and things which are despised had God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. First Corinthians 1 and verse 28, he says we use things which are not to bring to naught things that are. What a principle. The word north is from katargio, Greek, meaning to make void, bring to naught or nothing, to make or become of no, none without effect, to decimate. This you can achieve with your words, your faith proclamations. With words, you can destroy or decimate things which are. Remember, you can call things which are not as though they were. Hallelujah. There's no disadvantage to the child of God. Whatever the situation you are facing today, there's a way out. There's no disadvantage to the child of God. Whatever the situation you are facing today, there's a way out. The victory is in your mouth. Don't look at the circumstances, for they are subject to change. Look at the unseen, your victory, the picture the word of God projects. Look at what the word is telling you and stick to the word. The more there the situation or circumstance is, the more you affirm the word and proclaim that you are victorious in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus can't be overthrown. Use it and you would always win. The name of Jesus can't be overthrown. Use it and you would always win. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. What a devotion. What an article. You know, God always has an answer for every man, for everyone, for every situation. And um, for some people, it's on their birthday. For some people, it's um, any time that they get to review their journey in life. When you look back and then you probably compare with your dreams, your aspirations, the things that you always wanted to do or the things that you wanted to have achieved at the stage where you are at this time. And sometimes you may feel like you're not there yet. You may feel like there are many things that are happening that you don't like. And there are many things that you want that are not yet happening. And if you're not careful, the devil uses it as an opportunity to infiltrate your mind to make you feel like you're not enough, to make you feel like something is wrong, to make you feel like you're not there yet. Let today's devotion now cheer you up. 
Let it encourage you. Let it inspire you. To know that it doesn't matter where you are right now. What you want that is not happening and what you do not want that is at the moment happening, you can change that situation. You can make it conform to the exact picture of your dreams as God has inspired in your heart. Maybe you're here and you're like, I really want to serve God. I really want to go all out for God. But I don't know, something, somehow, it's not just working. I don't seem to be getting it right. Today's devotional is for you. Maybe you're here and you feel like there's a lot happening in my family. I don't understand. It's, it's just like it's affecting this person, it's affecting that person. I just can't seem to get a control of it. I just can't seem to figure it out. Today's devotional is for you. If you have a loved one who is ill and helpless, feels helpless, and you don't even know exactly what to make of the situation, Today's devotional is for you. Maybe you've tried many things and none has worked. Today's devotional is for you. Whatever your situation, wherever you are at this moment in your life, there is no disadvantage to the child of God. Whatever the situation you're facing today, there's a way out. And the victory is in your mouth. The victory is in your mouth. Go check the word of God and find out what the word says about that situation and stick to the word. Pastor Peace will say, keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. He said, when the clouds be full of rain, they would empty themselves upon the earth. Maybe you are in school and you keep failing. If all you say every day, say I'm sharp, I'm smart, I'm a success. If all you say is I have the mind of Christ, if that's all you say on a daily basis, you can say it a thousand times, you can say it again and again. When the clouds be full of rain, you would head that school. You will top every student in your school. Whatever the matter, talk. Talk, don't be quiet. And don't talk about the matter. Don't talk. The Bible didn't tell us to talk about the mountain. It said talk to the mountain. Many of us are fond of telling people the challenges that we're facing, the situations. You have told everyone that needs to know asking for prayer of agreement, fantastic. But have you spoken to the challenge? Have you addressed it by its name? Have you asked it to conform to what you want it to be? When Ezekiel stood before the dry bones, what did God tell him? He said, you talk to them. 
Talk to them. Don't tell people about them. Talk to them. When the body had come up, but they were still dead, he still told him, he said, talk to the wind, tell the wind to go into them and give them breath. Many of us have been talking a lot about our challenges, about the situations that we're facing. It's time to face those situations, square ahead, look them eyeball to eyeball and change it, talk to it. The one that needs to get out, tell it to get out, like that mountain. The one that needs to come alive, like those dead bones, tell it to come alive. Tell it to come alive. Tell it to become real in your life. Let today's devotional inspire you. Let it encourage you. And let it give you hope. The Bible says for you to hold on to prophecy as a flicker of light in a dark tunnel. He said, know that there is a way and your expectation shall not be cut short. It's the second quarter. You probably looked at your first quarter. You looked at all that you wanted to do. You didn't do 50%. You didn't even do 20%. Change it. Change it. Change it and begin to talk. You must have talking sessions on a daily basis. You must have talking sessions. And this is something that you do for yourself. I must do for myself and you must do for yourself. You must talk, 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 and keep talking. You see, how long do I talk until you have seen the change that you desire concerning that situation? Do not stop talking. Thank you, Father, for your word. Praise God, hallelujah. I'm gonna hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. God bless you. Thank you so much, Ma. You always know the right words to say at the right time. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Happy Easter once again to everybody. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Okay, I'll be taking the further study. We're reading from Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Romans 12, 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Praise God. So we're gonna be taking the confession together. Please don't unmute your mic, just repeat after me wherever you are. It's on the screen. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I live in health, safety and prosperity. The Lord is subdued before me. The world is subdued before me. 
and I walk in dominion over circumstances. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Um, right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a wonderful Monday Easter celebration. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connecting from. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Thank you for being consistent. Thank you for being here for the daily Bible reading. Thank you so much, Sister Amaka, for this wonderful platform and this wonderful opportunity. So I'll be going into the New Testament Bible reading for today. And according to the New Testament Bible plan, today we're reading the book of Luke chapter 10 from verse 25 to 42. And we're reading the message translation. And it's been a very interesting read. So we have Luke chapter 10 from verse 25, the caption, defining neighbor. Just then a religion scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to do to get eternal life? He answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? He said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answer, Jesus said, do it and you will leave. Looking for a loophole, he asked, and just how, how would you define neighbor? Jesus answered by telling the story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat him up, and went off leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite religious man showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I will pay you on my way back. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? The one who treated him kindly, the religion scholar responded. Jesus said, go and do the same. Praise God. And now the caption, Mary and Martha. As they continued their travel, Jesus entered the village a woman by the name of Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. She had a sister, Mary, who sat before the master, hanging on every word he said. But Martha was pulled away by all she had to do in the kitchen. Later, she stepped in, interrupting him. 
Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned the kitchen to me? Tell her to lend me a hand. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you are forcing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and won't be taken from her. Praise God. And in this month of truth, the Bible says that thy word is truth. As we focus on God's word, rather than all the activities like Martha, we focus on God's word like Mary. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, listening to what Jesus had to say. So we inundate ourselves with God's word rather than jumping with the activities. We grow and we, we are enjoying the main course, the main meal that God has called us to do in our year of preparation. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. And I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Good morning. Thank you very much, Brother Steve. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. And happy Easter once again. Welcome to the month of truth. Now we are we are concluding the the truth in the book of Joshua today. That's that's super amazing. I'm reading we'll be reading Joshua twenty three and twenty four today. So I'll take the first one while I hand over to the esteemed Amarak to take us through Joshua twenty four. So the caption is Joshua's charge. A long time later, after God had given Israel rest from all their surrounding enemies, and Joshua was a venerable old man, Joshua called all Israel together, elders, chiefs, judges, and officers, and he spoke to them. I'm an old man. I've lived a long time. You have seen everything that God has done to these nations because of you. He did it because he is God, your God. He fought for you. Stay alert. I've assigned to you by lots these nations that remain as an inheritance to your tribes. These, in addition to the nations, I have already cut down from the Jordan to the Great Sea in the West. God, your God, will drive them out of your path until there is nothing left of them and you will take over their land just as God, your God, promised you. Now, stay strong and steady. Obediently do everything written in the book of the Revelation of Moses. Don't miss a detail. Don't get mixed up with the nations that are still around. Don't so much as speak the names of their gods or swear by them. And by all means, don't worship or pray to them. Hold tight to God, your God, just as you have done up to now. God has driven out superpower nations before you. And up to now, no one has been able to stand up to you. Think of it. One of you single-handedly putting a thousand on the run. Because God is God. Your God. Because he fights for you. Just as he promised you. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Now, vigilantly guard your souls. Love God, your God. Because if you wander off and start taking up with these remaining nations still among you, intermarry, say, and have other dealings with them. Know for certain 
that God, your God, will not get rid of these nations for you. There will be nothing but trouble to you. Horse whips on your backs and sand in your eyes until you are the ones who will be driven out of this good land that God, your God, has given you. As you can see, I'm about to go the way you end up going. Know this with your hearts, with everything in you, that not one detail has failed of all the good things God your God promised you. It has all happened. Nothing is left undone. Not so much as a word, but just as sure as everything good that God your God has promised has come through. So also God will bring to pass everything bad. Every bad thing until there is nothing left of you in this good land that God has given you. If you leave the path of the covenant of the covenant of God, your God, that He commanded you, go off and serve and worship other gods. God's anger will blaze out against you. In no time at all, there will be nothing left of you. No sign that you are you have ever been in this good land that He gave you. Praise the Lord. And I hand over to Esther Marak for the last chapter of the book of Joshua. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Jose. And thank you, Sister Joy, for the portions that you all read. Um, if you've been with us, For a while, having this devotion, one of the things you should have learned is how to appropriate the portions that we read to your everyday life and to your situation. Um, in verse, something caught my attention in Verse 9 of Joshua 23. It says, God has driven out superpower nations before you. And up to now, no one has been able to stand up to you. Think of it. One of you single-handedly putting a thousand on the run. There was a time this was a prophecy. There was a time this was a word for the future. Just like while we fellowship on a daily basis, words come to us. Prophecies come to us. Maybe Brother Doze is giving a word of blessing or Brother Martins is giving a word of prophecy or Pastor Debbie a word of prayer. Maybe it's when Sister Joy is reading the further study or we're taking the Rhapsody prayers or when Brother John is reading the first part of the Old Testament. It comes as a prophecy. When we started the book of Joshua, God told Joshua, he said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now Joshua is at the end of his life and he looks back and it was indeed so. I want you to be encouraged. At the end of this quarter, you would look back. You would look back. 
and say, God did everything that he said to me. And when I say God did, it doesn't mean we're going to fold our hands and just stay back, waiting for things to happen. No, he will propel us. He will inspire us. He would provoke us to act in the ways that we should act, to take the steps that we should take, to make the decisions that we should make. And at the end of this quarter, we would look back and say it has happened. When God told you you were given the millions, you would look back and say it happened. When he said you would give him the billions, you would look back and say it happened. When he says that you would lead conglomerates of lots and lots of companies, and right now it seems like you're struggling with just one company, you would look back and say it happened. When he says that we make you the wealthiest in your family, such wealth that has never been seen before, and right now it looks like you're not even able to feed yourself, you're not able to take care of yourself, you would look back and say it all happened. When God told you that he will make you a mother or a father of nations, when he told you that he will start with you things that have never happened in your family before, maybe before now in your family, those who have gotten married have always had marital issues and God told you your story will be different. It doesn't look like it right now, but you would indeed look back and said it happened as God said it would. I don't know what the situation is. My brother and my sister, be encouraged. Be encouraged by the word. The Bible says that when David found no one to encourage him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Learn how to cheer yourself up. Learn how to restore hope. See, I, do, I can't be depressed. This thing I'm sharing with you is something I have learned. Things may happen, yes. They may hurt, yes. They may be painful, yes. But I will not let them control the circumstances of my life. I refuse to get to depression because of this thing that I am telling you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And let that encouragement come from the inspiration that you get on a daily basis from this devotion. I'm reading Joshua chapter 24, and that's the last chapter in the book of Joshua. The covenant as Sichem. Joshua called together all the tribes of Israel. At Sichem, he said, he called in the elders, chiefs, judges, and officers, they presented themselves before God. Then Joshua addressed all the people. This is what God, the God of Israel says. A long time ago, your ancestors, Terah and his sons, Abraham and Nahor, lived to the east of the river Euphrates. They worshiped other gods. I took your ancestor, Abraham, from the far side of the river, I led him all over the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants. I gave him Isaac. Then I gave Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. I let Esau have the mountains of Seir as home, but Jacob and his sons ended up in Egypt. I sent Moses and Aaron. I hit Egypt hard with plagues and then led you out of there. I brought your ancestors out of Egypt. You came to the sea. 
the Egyptians in hot pursuit with chariots and cavalry to the very edge of the Red Sea. Then they cried out for help to God. He put a cloud between you and the Egyptians and then let the sea loose on them. It drowned them. You watched the whole thing with your own eyes, what I did to Egypt. And then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the country of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan and they fought you. But I fought for you and you took their land. I destroyed them for you. Then Balak, son of Zippor, made his appearance. He was the king of Moab. He got ready to fight Israel by sending for Balaam, son of Boar, to come and curse you. But I wouldn't listen to Balaam. He ended up blessing you over and over. I saved you from him. Brothers and sisters, they are those who have meant harm for you, but they will only do you good. They will only do you good. They will only do you good. They will not be, ex be able to execute the harm that they planned for you. Like the story of Balaam and Balak, they will only do you good. Fear not, fear not, because I can make your enemies to be at peace with you. Fear not, says the Spirit of God. Fear not the threats. Fear not the accusation. Fear not the hate speech. He said, I would make your enemy do you good. They would bless you. He ended up blessing you over and over. I saved you from him. You then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The Jericho leaders ganged up on you as well as the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hethites, Gigashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I turned them over to you. I turned them over to you. I turned them over to you. I sent the hornet ahead of you. It drove out the two Amorite kings did your work for you. You didn't have to do a thing, not as much as raise a finger. I handed you a land for which you did not work, towns you did not build. See, these are things you see in the scripture and you would turn them into confessions. You say, I have lands that I did not work for. I have houses that I did not build. I have towns, you say, towns you did not build. And here you are living in them living in them. This quarter is a quarter of coming in. It's a quarter of coming into the fullness of the fulfillment of prophecy. And here you are living in them and eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. So now, fear God. Worship him in total commitment. Get rid of the gods your ancestors worshipped on the far side of the river, the Euphrates, and in Egypt. You worship God. If you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd serve, you'd rather serve, and do it today. Choose one of the gods of your, the gods your ancestors worship from the country beyond the river, or one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you are now living. As for me and my family, we would worship God. As for me and my family, we will worship God. The people answered, would never forsake God, forsake God, never. We we'll never leave God to worship other gods. God is our God. He brought us, He brought up our ancestors from Egypt and from slave conditions. He did all those great signs while we watched. He has kept his eyes on us all along the roads we've traveled and among the nations we've passed through. Just for us, he drove out all the nations, just for us. Brothers and sisters, just for you, God will go all out. He will go all out. Amorites and all who lived in the land Count us in. We too are going to worship God. He's our God. Then Joshua told the people, you can't do it. 
You are not able to worship God. He's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He won't put up with your foolish, with your fooling around and sinning when you leave God and take up the worship of foreign gods. He'll turn right around and come down on you hard. He'll put an end to you. And after all the good he has done for you. But the people told Joshua, no, no, we worship God. And so Joshua addressed the people. You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen God for yourselves to worship him. And they said, we are witnesses. Verse 23, Joshua said, now get rid of all the foreign gods you have with you. Say an unqualified yes to God, the God of Israel. The people answered Joshua, we will worship God. What he says we will do. Joshua completed a covenant for the people that day there at Sichem. He made it official, spelling it out in detail. Joshua wrote out all the directions and regulations into the book of the revelation of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up under the oak that was in the holy place of God. Joshua spoke to all the people. This stone is a witness against us. It has heard every word that God has said to us. It is a standing witness against you, lest you cheat on your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to his own place of inheritance. After all this, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of God, died. He was 110 years old. They buried him in the land of, the, of his inheritance at Timnath Sarah in the mountains of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Israel served God through the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him, who had themselves experienced all that God had done for Israel. Joseph bones, which the people of Israel had brought from Egypt, they buried in Sichem in the plot of ground that Joshua had purchased from the sons of Hamor, who was the that Jacob had purchased from the sons of Hamon, who was the father of Sichem. He paid a hundred silver coins for it. It belongs to the inheritance of the family of Joseph. Eliezer, son of Aaron, died. They buried him at Gilbert, which had been allotted to his son Phinehas in the mountains of Ephraim. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a beautiful thing to study the word. You know, every day as we read the Bible, I fall in more, I fall in, in love more with the word of God. It, it's just, it, be, it has become like an addiction. Like I, 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 I haven't even slept for like how many hours, like I just went to bed. But when my alarm for this devotional time read, rings, it doesn't matter if I've slept or not. I'm, I'm just excited in my spirit. I want to do this again and again. You know, I read the Bible every day and I'm like, God is indeed God. God is God and there's no one like him. And the love that God has for us, brothers and sisters, if you don't believe in anything, believe in the love that God has for you. He'll never give up on you. And you see the things that we even read right now in the Old Testament, right? Where when they sinned, God, God went hard against them. Christ sorted it. There is no wrong that you do that is counted against you because Jesus paid for sins past, present, and future. It is the reason why, even though you were not born when Jesus lived the face of the earth, when you were born, when he came for the time for you to receive salvation, salvation was available for you because when he did it in the past, 
He did it for those in the past, for those in the present, and for those coming in the future. You and I came in the future, but we still found salvation. So there is nothing that you would do that God would turn his back against you and come hard at you. And when I say that you should learn to encourage yourself in the Lord, there is one thing that you must do and do it very fast. Because you have the Holy Spirit, when you have done wrong, you would always have a nudge in your spirit to say, this thing you did, you were not supposed to do it. Immediately, immediately, immediately. See, you have a relationship with God. It's just like when you're dating someone or you're married to someone and then you hurt the person, you do something that upset the person. When you realize, because of the love you have for that person, you're able to say, oh, I'm really sorry about what I did and or what I said the other time. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. It's not, I didn't mean to hurt you. That's how you should relate with God. And his Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Don't, don't, just, don't just act like nothing happened. Quickly, quickly, quickly accept. See, the forgiveness is there. Just accept it. Apologize. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. He has feelings. See, he's not going to change how he feels about you. And he's not going to stop being who he is because of the provisions that Christ made for you. But if you want to encourage his ministry in your life, if you do something and he nudges you and he corrects you, be quick to apologize. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Yes, I know I reacted. Maybe I, 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 told her, I said things to her that I wasn't supposed to say, or I did this. Yes, I, I, I was upset, but there is no justification. I'm really sorry. This is how I relate to the Holy Spirit. If you walk like this, you will never give an opportunity to the enemy. The Bible says when you break the hedge, the serpent will strike. Because some people, they do wrong and they refuse to accept forgiveness. So they wallow in and continue in their wrong. Don't give up your salvation. Don't lose it. Don't lose it for any reason. And never feel that you've done so much wrong that you cannot be forgiven because there is no sin that Jesus did not pay for. We're celebrating Easter. He has risen. And when he rose, he dealt with everything that needed to be dealt with. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins right now. He's going to take us through the Pauline affirmation as well as the communion. Thank you so much. God bless you, everyone, and enjoy the rest of the Easter holiday. Praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed sisters. Praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed sisters, Hallelujah. for this great opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Happy Easter to you once again. We're taking our formation this morning. And we'll start our formation by taking our names. My name is, you see your name. Have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. So paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this time, I will kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics at this time as we take our permission at the count of three. Please kindly unmute your mics. One, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. At this time, we'll be taking our communion. At this time, we'll be taking our communion. Now, can you ask God to present this project the scripture? The Bible says in first Corinthians praise the Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which I deliver unto you. The Lord Jesus, same night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for our salvation. Thank you for the awesome privilege to break bread this morning. As we break this bread, we declare the name of the Lord Jesus that will never be broken in this life. We thank you. But we go forth with joy, we are led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills they are breaking for before us. And all the peoples of this world, they clap their hands as we show up. We give you all the praise of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and break the bread right now and eat it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
Bible says after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying that this cup is in New Testament in my blood. These do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I speak a better things than the blood of Gabriel. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That this Lord, as we take this cup, we are washed from every infirmity. We are washed from every sin that lies in which we sit. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That our lives, our lives continually move forward and forward. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for this privilege. It's an honor to be called your own. We give you all the praise of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and take the cup right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Glory to God, hallelujah. Oh, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. At this moment, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute as we take the benedictions. This time, please kindly unmute your mic. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Oh, peace, Mr. Holiday. Thank you.